So uh, we are going to read in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Petero nabagamba nti mwenenye mubatizibwe buli muntu mumwe okuyingira muri nyali ya Yesu Kristu okujibwaka ebibibya mwe munawe we kirabo gwe mwe mutukuvu. For the promises unto you and to your children and all them that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Kubango kusubizwa kwa mwe era kwa abana bamwe nabo bonna abali ewala bonna abaliitwa mukama wafe. Amen. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 8:19. Jeremiah munana. Behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people because of them that dwell in far country. Jeremiah is not the Lord in Zion is not her king in her why have they provoked me to anger with their graven images and with strange vanities? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the heart of the daughter of my people, am I heart, and black astonished has taken hold of me. Uh, uh, astonishment has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is the health of the daughter of my people uh, why 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 then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered Yeremia munana 19 laba edobozi eliogedera waguru okwo muwala wabantu bange eliva munsi eliye wala enyonti mukama tali musayuni kabaka wacho tali mucho Rwachi bo okunsungwa zanga nebifana nibyawe ebyole nebilirya ebijja ebikungurwa biwede eche yakiyise nafe tetulokose kubanga muwala wabantu bange afumitidwe chiwundu nange mfumitidwa echiwundu nzirugadde okusamalirira kunkute teri dagala mugiriyadi teri musawo eyo kale chiche chirobedde umuwala wabantu bange okuwona May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Uh, I also thought of bringing to your attention this fact. That God has been gracious to us. Sometime back there were a number of brethren who were complaining of... Uh, of corona symptoms. Even there are those who tested positive, but God has healed them. Me, me part of that. I don't know whether there is any other complaining. But you know this problem is a, a real big problem around the country. So, don't think that Corona is not a, 
a big problem. So when we see that we are here whole, perfect perfect and even those who contracted it are healed, we know that token is here. And don't think that it cannot kill a messy believer. Recently I was in touch with a pastor friend of mine in Zimbabwe. He told me of a pastor they lost corona. And some believers of his church. But we thank the grace of God. It is not by our power, it's not by our, our knowledge, it's by being careful so much. It's the grace of God that is keeping us. Amen. We thank God for that. Praise God. How many here contracted corona and you got healed? You see the hands. You see the hands. Now a brother. You also brother. You see? Yeah. Ah, we know sister. There is a sister there. Huh? Others are grown yeah, up people, elderly. But now they are perfect. Healed. And perfectly healed. That is God's grace. And I have not heard of any other person complaining here. We have a healer in our midst. Hallelujah! Amen. The healer is in our midst. We thank God for that. So we are going to share on this subject. The Lord was complaining. And he was said, is there no balm in Gilead? Then, if there is balm, why is there, uh, why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Now, Brother Branham preached many sermons on this scripture. Brother Branham, he preached one that he called Balm in Gilead. Then a number of them he called them Why? Amen? Amen. So it's from there where we draw our inspiration. When this sermon came to me to preach it today, I remember that I've ever preached it. So I went into my, not, my notes. So I was surprised to find that I preached it 2000. How many years are those? 21 years ago, I called the eternal prescription. Some of you were not yet born. How many were not yet born at that time? Ah, a big number, and I've seen some big women here. Who were not even born at that time? Eternal prescription. And today, yesterday, we made the minister made 
23 years. That means I preached it when I was uh, the minister was two years old. It is like a memorial. Service now. I remember last year we celebrated. Yeah, we celebrated last year. Is it last year? The other year. We celebrated, was it 20 years? Think we shall celebrate again, I don't know when. We so celebrated 20 years of the ministry. And I was still remembering my first service. And it was the first service after my calling, the first service in the message, the first service in everything. But I had lived with the calling many, many years. I was called very few uh, months after I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. But I could not get into the ministry. I waited for the commission. For the right time. So now it's a long story how the ministry moved. And how we started. But then that Wednesday service. When the service started. We were four, a congregation of four people. And I was the preacher. Preaching to three. Then I preached my first service. A sermon that I called he prayed for you. I read John 17. When Jesus prayed for his disciples. They are not they are in the world. But they are not of the world. Keep them in the world. So then I read the whole prayer. Then I gave it a text. He prayed for you. Those prayers which we claim the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ we claimed to be for us. It has sustained us 23 years. Yesterday we made 23. So today we are 23 and one day. So many trials and so many storms. So many temptations. So many hindrances. So many attacks of the enemy from left and right. Up and down and center. But we are still Standing. And we are still moving on. Waiting for the coming of the Lord. May his coming gladden your heart. Amen. Amen. Although this comes when I'm in the summer of my 
hardest trials. But I believe the Lord who has kept me all these years. He will give me victory over all the trials that are around me to move on. I believe there are many mountains to climb. There are many rivers to cross. And there are many victories to count. Praise be the name of the Lord. So here is our message that we want to call the eternal prescription. Let me read a quote here where this text comes from. There are about two sermons where this word is spoken. But said when the day of Pentecost had fully come, at the inauguration of the church, there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. That's how the Holy Spirit came the first time. The first time. And he has said it was the inauguration of the church. That's how it's come every time since that time. He is God and changes not. Now it stumbles people. They say that was for another day. Well, he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, we are contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. We have no another gospel. We have no another faith. We have no other church. We are not a denomination. No, we are not a denomination. Some people they ask, what is your denomination? We are message believers. Message believer is not a denomination. We are Christians. We are Bible. Christians. That's all. We are not Catholics. And we don't intend and we don't desire to be. We don't. We have no faith there. We cannot put our faith there. No. Our faith is in the word of God. We are not Anglicans. We are not Adventists. We are not Baptists. We are not Federation of the Born Again. We are born again. By experience. We are Protestants. By experience. And by experience, we are Catholics. Because Catholic, if it means the church which goes everywhere, then we are. Go into the whole world and preach the gospel to all Christians. Then we are Catholic. Then we are Protestants. Because we protest the Roman Catholic Church. We protest it. And you hear the world so, well, so that they should put hate, hate laws. 
speeches. Laws for hate speeches. And in that they are trying to, to find where they can arrest the gospel. That you don't speak anything about anyone. Or anyone who's faith. No, there are some faith that we have to talk about. And oppose. That's what it means to be protestant. protestant. We protest. Against the lies and the false religions. That's why the Spirit of God through St. Paul told the church that you earnestly contend for the faith, for the certain men who entered in, who want to turn the to turn the grace of God into something else. Tell me which preacher never rebuked the wrong. Huh? Elijah. Why did you say now? Did we agamba? Why, why did he say? King, Kabaka, call that people. Those people, the leaders of that religion. Why do you mind about others? Mind about your things. He said, No. They have misled people. They have taken away Israel from God. To idolatry. Call them. We go to the mountain. Let them call fire. I'll call fire. But the God will answer with fire. Let that be God. And he gave them a chance to call fire. And then God did not bring fire. So he went and called fire. And Jehovah brought down fire. He said, aha. Now that it is proved. That I'm the true servant of God. And these are false preachers. Who are preaching a false one. They are wizards. In the Bible, and Moses told us, a wizard shall not live. So we have to eliminate them. He told the deacons, the ushers, surround them. Let none escape. Let's take them at the brook. And they took them at the brook. And they were beheaded. For us, we will not behead anyone. But I'm telling you, and showing that in every generation, there was always contests between truth and wrong. There was always a spiritual battle. It is spiritual and scriptural. Praise God. Come on, attend If I was still preaching the sermon that I was preaching the other day, Bible the Bible says that when Jesus lost the first seal, the first creature told John, Come and see. 
Naraba. And he saw white horse and its rider. And he saw all the things that he was doing. Brother Bram and Brother Bram says, that was always a trumpet that was always blown God calling people to a spiritual battle his people now when one creature says come and see now it's that creature that is on duty huh so when the, there was a white horse rider the beast from God that was on duty was lying and then he called for John John represent the church come and see do you see that? Do you see that rider there? Watch that guy. Watch that. That's an enemy. So, the messenger of God of that age would look at that mystery and bring it to the people and declare a spiritual war. And the elect of the age they get the mystery and they get involved in the war fighting evil. Because when they say come and see don't think that it was they were just seeing a one riding on a horse. It was more revealed than that. It was, do you see those people? Do you see that move there? That is so disguised as if they are also preachers of righteousness. Those ones as servants of the devil. They are just transforming themselves as teachers of, of righteousness. Just like Satan transforms himself as an angel of light. You see? You see? Thanks be to the Lord. So, mysteries come and they reveal the works of the devil and then they call the believer to enter in a spiritual battle so that's why I've told you that we are protestants and we are pentecostals Born again Pentecostals. We are born again Pentecostals. Are we born again people? Yes, we are born again. I am born again. I'm a born again Christian. Amen. And I'm a Pentecostal. Because I have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I've received the power of God that came on the door of Pentecost. For that reason, I'm a Pentecostal. By experience, I don't believe in formal cold worship. I believe in worshiping in the dynamic 
power of God. Worshiping in spirit and truth. I don't believe in preaching in one place. No, I believe in entering into the spirit of the world. So by that, I'm a Pentecostal. But I'm not a Pentecostal denomination. No, I don't belong to that. That is Antichrist. Praise God. But I believe the experience of Pentecost. Brothers and sisters, there is the faith that was once delivered to the saints that one came on the door Pentecost praise God but I was telling the church uh, where I was preaching that the devil's way of fighting the gospel by fighting God Listen. This war is between God and Satan. Now, God uses his body. Yes, Jesus uses his body. Which body is you, the church? Now, the devil. The devil fights you because God is in you. Now the way the devil fights the gospel Paul said I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that saves. Now I'm not ashamed of the gospel the gospel is the power of God. Now the way the devil fights the church is to take the gospel away from you. So that the gospel leaves the church. Now he doesn't come and tell you leave the gospel. No. In the book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, the 12th verse, the 12th chapter, Paul warned them. And he said, if anyone else comes and preaches to you the gospel that we never preached to you, or someone comes and preaches you another Jesus that we didn't preach to you, or if he gives you another spirit that we didn't give you, uh -huh. Now you see he was contesting with other preachers. Those preachers who were on the side of the army of the devil. He was fighting and battling with them. Because they had crept in the group and they had also become preachers of the gospel. But they were preaching another gospel that the apostles never preached. That the Holy Spirit didn't bring. They were preaching another Jesus. I was bringing to the church then I was telling you that it's like this. It's like someone would come and take away your matchbox 
And places there another matchbox. And it doesn't light fire. He can uh, make those matchbox sticks to look very well. And he can get mad and put in the place of the the fire Mary it is a matchbox but with fake matchbox it looks like a matchbox but it doesn't light he has taken away the one that lights and he puts there a fake one that doesn't light it looks like a matchbox and it's called a matchbox you take it and hold it it's a matchbox but when you pull out a matchbox stick to light the clay falls off. It will not light. That's how the devil fights. He takes away the gospel that Jesus brought. The gospel that changes sinners. The gospel that brings eternal life. The gospel that takes away your adulteries. It takes away your drinking. The gospel that takes away quarreling and fighting. The gospel that takes away your thefts. The gospel that changes you. The devil takes away that gospel. And he puts there something else. That looks like the gospel. But even those who preach it are drunkards. He doesn't have power to change. Thanks be to the Lord. Now the gospel of Jesus it has power. That's why he says is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician? Now listen here. Let us continue here. With this quote. So they say <coughs> it was for another day. Well, it's the same yesterday and forever. Every time the church ever received the Holy Ghost, it's always come like he did the first time. Under the same Prescriptions. Acts 2 38. Never has changed. Never will end. Listen, Acts 2 38. Never has changed. Never will end. Like a doctor's prescription for a disease. He will write out a prescription for a disease the doctor does and take it to some quack druggist and he puts too much of the antidote in it. It's so weak it won't do you any good. If you put too much of the poison in it, it will kill you. It's got to be wrote in just according 
to the doctor. And the doctor's prescription on how to receive the Holy Ghost is given to us by Dr. Simon Peter on the door Pentecost. I will give you a prescription. Repent. Every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the prescription is to them that are far off even as in many as the Lord our God shall call eternal prescription eternal prescription Praise God. Now, if the doctor writes for you a prescription for a certain disease, for a certain sickness, and then you meet a quack druggist, he can give you too much Antidote in it. Antidote. In every drug, there is poison. And then there is something that counters the poison to balance it. Here a little and there a little. And then put it balanced. It balances it in such a way that the disease will die. But your body remains intact. It will not hurt your body. It will not hurt yourselves. It will not hurt your organs. But the disease will be eradicated. It will be hit. So that comes by a doctor who knows how to balance it. Here a little and there a little. So that is what he writes for you this many times and this many That is called a prescription. Amen. Amen. Now if you find a um a druggist in the pharmacy and then he puts a wrong you know he doesn't balance it. He changes the prescription. He can give you too much antidote that, that counters the poison in the drug and makes it so dilute and so weak that it will not kill the disease. Amen? Amen. Or he can put too much poison and whereas it will kill the disease, it may also kill the patient. Both die. 
the bacteria dies and the patient dies or it puts on him a very bad effect it wrecks his organs why because you met a quack druggist amen amina so that's what can cause the treatment to fail but now here god is saying is there no Physician there is there no balm in Gilead? Why then? Chichi is the health of my people of my daughter not recovered. What can fail? Is either quack druggist or if oh. he has done the right prescription and you have served the right medicine the right way if you don't take it you will still not get sure because the medicine is the, the right one the prescription is the right one but you have ignored taking it amen amen now that is that there will be a problem there now this prescription that he has called the eternal prescription this prescription has power to kill the sin disease and to change you to transform you. Amen. Because sin is number one disease. I mean killer disease. You listen here. Because number one killer, they say, is the heart trouble. No. A different range from that, I differ with them on that. This is Kentucky English. I different on that. There is a way they rank Diseases. I hear today the, they are saying, is it cancer is the third is the third one? There is a way they rank them. Number one killer disease in the world is the heart. Then they say number one, number two. Maybe something else. Number three is cancer. And then number four is this or that. And now, Brother Bram said, I defy with them on that. 
Number one killer isn't heart trouble. Ndwande chasinzo kutaba ndwande ya mutima. Number one killer is sin trouble. Ndwande chasinzo kutaba ndwande ya chibi. That's number one. Ndwande soka. That's the killer. Yesingo kuta. That's the thing. Checho. It's sin. Chibi. That's the killer. Ejo chechita. Not heart trouble. Sin ndwande ya mutima. So many people say I just got to sin I just have to smoke Women say I just got to cut my hair I can't get any other clothes I just have to wear what they got You know what's the matter? They are making excuses. They haven't tried God's toxin yet. If they ever get that, they would be inoculated from such stuff. Now today, Corona. Corona. COVID-19, COVID-19 is the biggest threat around the world. And they have tried to look for a way to, uh, to, to vaccinate people. And there are many controversies about that vaccine. And they don't know what to do. See? But now, sin is number one killer disease. But there is an inoculation for it. For when the spirit of God is in you, it lines up with the word of God. Amen. Amen. So, and with the word of God, and if it denies the word of God, then it isn't. You haven't got the right shot yet. That's all. You are not inoculated. Sin still lays at the door. Unbelief in the word. So it takes the toxin of God to kill sin. And sin is number one killer. Yes, it is. It kills. And kills to the uttermost. So we know that it's that is the sin that does the killing. So it's a toxin. The people just refuse to take it. They don't like it. They don't like the thought of new birth. Now we know that any birth is a mess. I don't care if it's in a pig. In a pig pen. All if it's in a pink decorated hospital room. Any bath is a mess. And the new bath is nothing less. It's a mess. It will take you. It will make you boo. -hoo. 
and cry and carry on like you was in the awfulest mess you was ever in. But it will do you good. Let me explain that. Now, sin is number one killer. Amen. Amen. How many people are dying of sicknesses related to alcohol? Every minute. How many people are dying sicknesses related to adultery? Every minute. I don't know whether there is any family here who have not lost some beloved person to AIDS. The very firstborn in our family died of AIDS. And many, many wonderful people in our family who have died because of AIDS. So many people die every second with sicknesses related to smoking cigarettes. What is that? Sin. How many people die by robberies? How many people die being murdered? That, what is that? Chichecho. Sin. Chibi. Amen. Amen. And anyway, yeah, before sin came into the world, there was no death. So sin is number, is number one killer. Do you know? If all people accepted Christ. So many deaths will reduce. Amen. Amen. Who would be killed? Stealing. No one. You see? Because there are no robbers. There are no murderers. There will not be people being killed by people. Today, you know, Families. People kill one another. People kill their neighbors. There will not be people dying of sicknesses related to cancer that has been caused by, you know, smoking and drinking. Almost every death is a result of sin. Sin is the leading. Killer in the world. People who die because of political jealousies and conflict and in wars. What is that? Sin. So the leading killer is sin. But now there is. Sin cure. What we dagaleri wanyechibi? 
Jesus has sin cure. Yes, why need dagaleri wonye chibi. Praise God. Mukama tenderezwe. Yes. The blood of Jesus Christ. Omusegwe Yesu Christu. Is a sin killer. Dagaleri wonye chibi. Amen. Amen. It takes away sin from your life. Lija chibi mbulamubo. If every person on earth accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, we would start a paradise. There would be total peace. Even death would end. Praise God. So the cure is accepting Jesus Christ and being born again. Amen. Amen. You know they used to have a time they didn't have a toxin for such as smallpox. Thousands died yearly with smallpox. They didn't have a diphtheria toxin. And thousands died every year with, with, without having a toxin. They died in, with diphtheria. But now they got a toxin. They got inoculation for this for those things. And how does a doctor ever get a hold of these medicines anyhow? How do they ever do it? You know what they do? They put a lot of stuff together. Some poison. And then some antidote. Mix it together. Till they mix up a formula. This is how medicines are done. There is medicine. There is poison. There is antidote. And then they get a guinea pig. And they inject this medicine into the guinea pig. If he survives it, then they give it to you. See, is to kill the disease that is in your body. So much of poison, so, so much to upset that poison. Too much poison would kill you. Too much antidote wouldn't do you any good. The medicine wouldn't. It's got to be a balanced formula. Formula And some medicines from the doctor. For instance, like penicillin. One of the great discoveries. They think it's a discovery. Why? When I was in South Africa, I seen a native there. And when they would get a sore on their leg, or something of all another, the sore gets old, they find an old Orange. And they 
laying under the tree somewhere that smoldered that smoldered and they rub that orange in there been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years and they get well what is it penicillin penicillin you know you people you think that all medicine came from the white man. And they tried to discover to discourage our medicine. Our medicine is so good. We have the natural penicillin. penicillin and all those things. How many have ever taken like Mululuza? You're sick and you're given Mululuza. No one. And you get healed. I don't know whether that's Quinine. That could be Quinine. I think it's Quinine because it's sour. A white man just finds a way of modifying those things. I've spoken that. Correcting to connect those who have. Preaching or teaching that drinking herbs is witchcraft. It's a false doctrine. Drinking herbs is not busamize. That is science. That is black man science. Medical Science, science, or dagara by the black people. Even in the message, I know people who preach against taking herbs. And to them is a strong doctrine. They can even excommunicate someone. But they have found you drinking a herb. Recently, with this corona problem, they started teaching how to steam ourselves using leaves. Leaves of this, leaves of this. And my mother used to treat me that way when I was still just very young. We used to fall sick of malaria. And you'd look for those herbs. She would boil those things and she would put them in a benson. Benson. Very hot. And she would cover you with a blanket. And you'd be there and you sweat. By the time you come out, like a whole hour, she takes you and she tells you, go and wash. You go and bathe. The malaria goes. It stops there. Now they are also telling us to steam ourselves. To fight Corona. We had our science here before those people came here. We have our science before they came here. Watch Brother Branham. He sees it in South Africa. And he realizes 
that is penicillin. penicillin. But the native African person, there is a way he, he applies it. And there is a way the you know the medic of the, the doctors and those learned people, there is a way they prepare their dogs. But it's just a, um, an approach. A mode of extracting. Now, I know the Africans, because they didn't know God, so their discoveries herbs and whatever, they would attach it to superstitions. So they would put superstitions around it. Unnecessarily. But still what used to cure is not the superstitions. It is the medicine that is in that herb. If I get the same herb and pray before I take it, it will equally do the work. Amen. Amen. So, there is a time. Here we are reading a quote saying there is a time. They didn't have medicine for smallpox. And many people died. Today, people are dying. There is no medicine for corona. There is no medicine for AIDS. And people die. But also all these other sicknesses. There is a time when there was no medicine for malaria. But today there is medicine. Now there was a time where there was no medicine. I mean, there was no medicine that could take away sin from one's life. The Bible says they had the blood of goats and bulls and that blood just covered it covered the stain of sin but it could not take it away. The worshiper went away with the same desire. You come and repent of stealing and then you come with a lamb. It is, it is slaughtered. The blood to cover your sin. But you go, back, you go away with a desire to steal again. You come with a lamb. The blood for it to atone for your adultery. It is slain. The blood covers. You before God. But you go with a desire. To lose the same thing. And God accepted that. Because there was no really do you know why today we cannot sacrifice animals to seek atonement? We cannot sacrifice animals shedding their blood that that spiritually works for us. No. 
It was allowed that time because cure had not been discovered. The real cure had not come until Jesus was born. The blood of Jesus is the sin cure. It has power to take away the very desire from your heart. The blood of Jesus does not only cover you. It does not only cover you that when he sees the blood, he, he, the blood, he takes you for righteousness. No. But, yes, it does that. But it takes, it changes you. That blood comes into your life. And the Bible says, it purges your conscience. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. It purges your conscience. Our purgatory. There is a fountain filled with blood. That flowed from Emmanuel's veins. And when sinners plunge beneath that blood. They lose all their guilty stains. They get purged. Their conscience is purged. So where the Bible says that it purges your conscience, that purging of conscience means it changes your desire. It changes your desire. Now, here are two animals. A pig desires muddy, muddy places. Muddy and dirty places. It has no problem. That's what it likes. If you give it there a pool of dirty waters, with wiggle tails, rotten. It has no problem. You just go there and swims there. That's what gives his comfort. But a lamb, a lamb can never go to such a place. A lamb cannot swim in such a place. It hates such a place. It likes nice, clean places. Praise God. So, a sinner is a pig. Sinner, you have a pig nature. You were born with a pig nature. If you are here and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He said, You, you are a pig. 
I know you may say go saying omusaja atuvumie. Manyusu bologina eh this man has abused us. Osomya he was a pig. Nange nalimbizi. Everyone here was a pig. Buli muntu yenawo no yalimbizi. By nature, you are a pig. That's why the Bible told us never to put our pals before pigs. They will trump over them and after that they bite. Some of you sisters sister You marry a pig. You know these days I don't fear to speak hard words. With boldness. You marry a pig. You marry the unconverted. You are a pal. You are someone's daughter. You've been raised under the gospel. Loving God. And you see a pig. Putting on a suit. And a tie. And you marry it. And you come here and make vows. I'll forsake all others. I'll love and cherish you. Sickness and health. Till death do us part. You commit yourself to a pig. Takes you. You have put your precious life to a pig. And after trumps over you. And even some of you boys, you give yourself committed to a pig. To a female hog. You get your precious life. That you are preserved in the word. And you yoke yourself. And the Bible says, yoke not yourself with unbelievers. For you are not equal. But there are some unbelievers in the church. Now this is not a crusade. I'm not preaching to the world. I'm preaching to the church people. So when I talk about lambs and pigs, they are all here. The Bible says there are men who crept in and are And these are people who are ordained to condemnation. But they crept in and they are called brothers and they are called sisters. That pig will knock off your teeth. He will hit that mouth of yours. And even your father didn't hit you. Your father stopped beating you when you were still young. 
but he, he was hitting you behind but to know that this is a pill it will hit you and your eye will fall out and it was a pig that had hidden itself in speckled bird tabernacle it crept in it will live in the house and it will go commit adultery it will give birth to children that are not yours Yet you got it in the church. Yeah, those pigs know how to pretend. And they are baptized in the pool there. And they shout amen. And they shout amen. And they sing specials here. To die came determined to preach. In Kambwe, had gospel. I don't want anything to change me. I want to preach it plainly. Embisi. Pigs. There is a pastor who told me that he came across a brother who confessed to him as he, he confessed to the pastor that he killed his wife because he didn't Our love her mulala. to marry another chance. woman so that he can get a chance to marry another woman in church the one that she, he loves now when, when I say you can get married to a pig in the church no That's why we tell you prayerfully advisably be advised be pray fast not everyone that is in church is a, is a sheep the Bible, yes, the church is supposed to be for sheep. But there are those who crept in. There are pastors who are, who are, who are pigs. They crept in until they became pastors. There are those who sing in choir. So Jesus when he said, never put your pals before pigs. He was not talking about those pigs where we eat pork. He was not warning you against those ones. No! He was warning you against unbelievers. Unconverted people. Whether they are in the world or they are in the church. Anything called unconverted. And if you are careful, you can detect them. 
Even when they come in church, you can detect them, you can know them. Don't tell me you cannot. The Bible says you can. The Bible says by their works, by their fruits, you shall know. You can know them. But I tell you, a believer is converted. He's born again. He's a lamb. Even if you put him in a place where there is no church and he stays there for a year, he, she will come back when he, she is still a believer. There are some of his girls here. Put him her somewhere where there is no believers. In two months, you find her with painted lips. You find her where putting on a mini skirt. She will be putting on a trouser. She will be holding in a waist with boys. As a sign, she was a hog to begin with. But she had an atmosphere. The church around her. Where that hog nature could not manifest. I was told by a certain preacher. I think it was a brother in America. I don't mention his name. He told us. I had his step preaching. I had his step when he was preaching. Her grandmother. She had a, a hog as a pet. Yarina embizinga yajirunda. Nga pet. Nga peti. So one time she got this pet of hers. Katirumu ya kwata kapeti kekano. She washed her. Akabizi na kanazaburunji. The hooves. Ebigere biako. The I don't know whether what what is its mouth called in English. Is it a beak? <laughs> What is it called? Star? Snout. Snout. So he got his snout. Washed it. And she got perfume. And applied it on her. And she applied oil. And, and tried to love it. But all of a sudden, the skies changed. The clouds gathered and trained. It started struggling to leave the house. Until it ran out. And it went in the mud. In the mud. And it wallowed. By the time she came out, hey, the pet of this friend of ours, it was all messed up. Why? Before when it was still in the house, before it had rained, the atmosphere was okay. But now, the atmosphere had changed. Oh, 
Ukiuliza, a believer, his nature changes. Why did Jesus tell us that we must be born again? You must be born again. Even you can never see the kingdom of God. And that word see means you can never understand the kingdom of God. Here is not about impersonating. You know in our church, we put on long. In our church, we don't put on makeup. You can't pretend that. But we are talking about seeing. That is perceiving. Understanding. You know why you don't dance one music? Why you don't play it? It's because you understand that God doesn't like that. You know why you don't drink? Because you understand. You know why you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You know why you know why you're not a football fan. The spirit in you is a kingdom spirit. The spirit of the kingdom of God. Oh, let me tell you, friend. Brother Branham told us. And it's a common fact that every kingdom has its spirit. Every nation has a spirit. Rather, of course, into Kenya. You see the way Kenyans behave. You will know that you are not in Uganda. You have changed a country. You go to Congo. You look at Congolese. There is a way they behave. You can tell. Even when they are here. You can tell that's a Congolese. We look like them. But they are different. And for them also when they look at us. They can tell we are Ugandans. We look the same. We are all. We are both Africans. But there is a Ugandan spirit. There is a Congolese spirit. Tanzanians. They have their spirit. You can be talking with them. And you realize some strangeness uniqueness around them you tell oh this is a Tanzania recently we are talking about with some, with some people you can meet a Munyamurenge. And they will tell you can tell this is a Munyamurenge. And this is a Rwandan. Now, those two people, they are both Rwandan origin. And they are both Tutsis. But the Banyamurenge left Rwanda hundreds years of like 200 years ago, they went into Congo. Now they are Congolese. By relocation. They look exactly like Rwandans. But a Rwandan can see her. No, this is a Rwandan. The looks are the same. But there is a spirit on them. You can tell they are Rwandan. Why? 
countries have spirits. And there is a spirit of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has a spirit. And brother Branham told me. The spirit of the kingdom of God. Is a spirit of decency. Is a spirit of holiness. And is a spirit of power. Brother. You automatically want to look decent. You don't have to be taught. You don't have to be forced. You but when you have the spirit of God, you, you cannot put on a tight cloth. Sister, sister, and you walk like that. You feel indecent. You cannot walk, put on a, you know, a big neck. That reveals your, your chest. And you walk comfortable. You cannot. There is a way you can never wear. These Pentecostal women who tell us they have the Holy Spirit. And they are putting on shorts. The other day I went up here as I went with my nieces. To buy them clothes. And every cloth they were putting on, they were giving them. And that is revealing them through here. I will tell these ladies. That is indecent. We don't wear They would argue with me. No, 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 it's okay. Then finally I told them, you know, for us, we are. Strict Christians. They say, okay. But we are also local. And this one is a pastor. And this one speaking, she's a local, and her friend is a pastor. She was putting on a short, a short jean. No, this other local. She was putting on a short jean. Up to and she was putting on a, a, a light, transparent blouse. And every time she, she, she bent to, to pick something, her short, her short would pull down and her knicker would be short yenge on top. And this is a mrokole. And her colleague no better was a pastor. I told them women. You have been deceived. You don't look like Malokole. You look like Halots. But I told them I don't blame you. It is your pastors. Because when you came to church, you thought even their wives are dressed like that. So you could not learn the difference. But brother, we are saying the kingdom that we represent has a spirit. It's a spirit of decency. And some people say, you know, for you people, for you have laws. Laws. We don't have laws. We are not governed by laws here. We are governed by a nature change. We are governed by nature change. 
Bible says, In Christ we are not governed by laws. Now you cannot put their law that our God should not go closer to a meat or sheep. There is a law here. What we take our no sheep are not allowed. No trespass for sheep. And it's just because it's a place of meat. The sheep has no law to refuse you to go there. Because it will not offend. It will not do any wrong. Even if you take it to the butcher, it will just look around and it will go out. Because there is no nature in it that one loves to eat meat. But a dog. You have to put their law out of bounds for dogs. So before before the blood of Jesus came, before Jesus died for us, before he changed our nature from hogs to sheep, we were ruled by the law. But since he came and he changed us, we are no ruled by law, but by grace. Why? Our nature has changed. We cannot offend the law. The law, the Bible says, was not given for good people. It was given for people who beat their mothers and fathers. Those are beasts. It was given for thieves. It was given for adulterers. It was given for drunkards and sorcerers and murderers. How do you give me a law? Don't steal. I have no desire to steal. Even if you drop your money there, I will not step on it. I will call you. I'll pick it and run for you until I give it to you. So there I don't need a law that tells Thou shalt not steal. How can I how can you tell me thou shalt not steal? When there is no stealing in me. How do you how can you tell me? Thou shalt not listen to worldly music. When worldly music offends my spirit, it offends my spirit. It takes away my peace. My nature hates it. Huh? It hates it. Praise God. Come out and it is the way. Praise God. Come out and it is the way.
So brothers and sisters. Salvation means change of nature. Change of life. You are being born again. When I was marrying my wife, someone gave a speech. We have given you our daughter without us. Our daughter is called Muzirankoni. Muzirankoni. You know what that means? It's a taboo for her to be beaten. That was an unnecessary law. Since I got saved, I never beat people. It is hogs who beat their wives. A wife, omuchara, omuchara mukuru muno. Your wife is a fellow grown-up person. Mukuru muno, she's a fellow elder. Muzadde muno, she's a fellow parent. Muzadde muno, she's a fellow parent. You are someone's son. She's also someone's daughter. You are a father. She's also a mother. She's not your daughter. Now, how, how, how can you beat her? Now, they need to tell me alone that this is a Muzirankoni. She cannot be beaten. Thanks be to the Lord. Are there sisters here who are beaten by the brothers? If they will ever beat you, you come and tell us that I was beaten. Yeah, so that they can repent of that pig nature. Oh, we push them out. For us here, we don't beat our wives. Uh, here we excommunicate. We excommunicate. Because I was, I was brought up in a, a, a Muchiga home. Your father was beating your mother. And he, he, would, he would step on her neck and she cries from down there. Someone that I've stepped on like this. How do I then now start calling her honey, sweetheart? And, and darling. Darling. Really? Dala. Now, where has now that sweetheart thing come from when just yesterday you stepped on her neck? Praise God. Come out and there is a way.
It is the religion, a dini, where those college men want to tell us, regardless of what they do, they are Christians. But in Christianity, no. Your works define who you are. You cannot be here and you are a thief. And you are a liar. But you're telling us, I'm unsaved. I'm a brother. I just have weaknesses. Now, when I take people's things, I don't return. But I'm a brother. I just find myself telling lies. But I'm a brother. Jesus told us that one shows us what you are. It shows us we don't have to place aside the Bible and we use some other things. Jesus told us a good tree cannot produce evil fruits and a bad tree cannot bear good fruits. So, you know them by their fruits. Now, don't tell me you have the Holy Spirit. You know, for me, just because I still have the weakness of telling lies, but I have the Holy Spirit. No. Neda. You are a serious liar. Even in that church, you're well known that when that one tells you something, don't take it serious. Who has told you that? Don't even depend on that. And you're telling us you have the Holy Spirit because you got an experience. The Bible tells us the children of Israel Banji, many I mean all of them they drank from the same rock from the water that came from the rock and that rock was Christ. All of them they ate on the spiritual food that came from heaven that was called manna. All of them ate the food but all of them, they walked under the pillow of fire, under the cloud that is supernatural. All of them, all of them were baptized unto Moses in the Red Sea. All of them, all of them had testimonies of the works of the Lord. But many of them, the Lord was not pleased with them. Why? Because they worshipped idols. Because they committed adulteries. Because they murmured. Now works are very important. 
And Apostle John says, You young children, never be deceived. Whoever sins is of the devil. Whoever sins, whoever commits sin, Not a relationship. And he starts a relationship. No more She starts a relationship with a worldly boy. And then she tells him, You come to our church. You come and be baptized. Come. Come. PCM. A person who does such things was is of the devil. A caller, whoever commits a caller, whoever commits sin. The things that you do show what you are. Amen. Praise God. Come out in this way. The new birth brings a mess. But it brings a new life with it. A plant, anything, a seed has to rot to bring new life out of it. A sinner has to die and rot to his own idea. His own life has to rot. Hallelujah. Amen. Here is the here is the eternal prescription. Here is the eternal prescription. Peter told them on the door of Pentecost. Repent. Amen. Amina. That is one. When I didn't write the corona, when I contracted corona, I went to the pharmacy there. And I told the pharmacist, I want, vitamin Dexa, C. I want vitamin C. I want zinc. I want another thing. I've forgotten the name of the medicine. This is what? Azithromycin. 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 And the woman asked me, uh, For Corona? For Corona? Yes. And I said, Yes. Already they know even the prescription for Corona. 
You can just describe this, that, that, that. Okay. That is for corona. Patients. But if you just say, I want vitamin C. Even the one who have flu, they take it. Just it just helps the immunity. And if you just say, I want Dexa. Yeah, they take I think even the cough, cough patients take But someone sees and observes this one, this one, and that one, and this one. When these things are together, are there corona vaccines? When these ones are prescribed together, they are fighting cough. If you don't tell a doctor, I want such medicine, I want this one and this one and this one. They will ask you, is it for the elder person? Is it yours? Yes. He can tell you what sickness is troubling you. By what medicine you are seeking? Now there is medicine. If you add this, this and that, you're treating sin. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a medicine. If you go and ask and it's combined of this and this and that, you're treating sin. You're treating a sinner. You're then treating a pig so that he can change and become sheep. There is medicine that treats a pig and it doesn't go back to be a pig and it becomes sheep. But the pigs that are tired of being pigs they are the ones who go for that medicine. But the pigs that still enjoy to be pigs, they don't care about that medicine. You know what we are talking about? I've told you we are all pigs. Now when we use that language, don't you stumble. We were all what? Mubutonde. In our nature. Listen. Galatians 5. Is it 5? 19? Huh? 5. 19. I'm going to describe you the nature of a pig. Not I, the Galatians. Uh, Galatians describes for you nature of a pig. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery. Uh-huh. We are adulterers. True. But not only your clan, even all others who are not saved. 
who are not born again. Bona, all of them. And never brag to us. As in a clan super adulterers. of renown super adulterers. All people who are born of the flesh who are flesh the adulterer fornication these are works of pigs. All works to do with those acts they are called dirty. Dirty Defile me, defile, 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 thoughts, defiling your body, defile, dirty, filth, filth thoughts, Filth behaviors. That girl is filthy dirty. That boy is filthy dirty. Those are fornicators and adulterers. They are born that way. All human beings. Who don't have God. Abatalina you are just telling us you don't have God. You are never converted. You are a beast. And cleanliness. Still all that has to do with immoralities. Lasciviousness. It still has to do with so many habits that are related with with sex. Idolatry. Every man and woman who is not born again with that beast nature is an idolater. You tell him, why did you come to church? Why did you attend Friday evening? You know, you know my shop. You know, you know, you know. You know, you know, you know, you know my car. My car. You know, you know, you know, you know my job. You know, you know my business. You know, you know, you know. My daughter, my son. My wife, my husband. The excuse that comes there. Why they didn't attend to God. Is some idol. Even visitation. Visitation day. You know, you know. How can you not come to church because it's a visitation day? Although Corona has stopped those idols. For a whole year. Anything that can be stopped by Corona. But of course, visiting our children at school is not a, is not bad. 
but come to service first. After that, you go to school. Omare, ogendo chalido mwana. Tuka late. You take what you take to her But when you came to God first You first attended to who? To God Praise God Come attend this way Witchcraft Hatred Valiance, Okuyomba, Emulations, Obuja, Wrath, Wrath, Obusungu. Wrath always comes up when provoked. Obusungu, Bujobuja, Gabak, So don't tell us, you know. He provokes me. He did this. That's good. She did a good job. To provoke you. So that you can know. The devil that is in you. That person who provoked you is an agent of God to help arouse the serpent that has always been in your heart. Jesus was provoked at the cross. He never fought. He never spoke a bad word. He was a lamb. Even under provocation. He remained meek. Gentle. You can deceive us that you are converted until you get provocation. The Bible says we are dead and our lives are hidden God. You go and provoke a dead body. You tell it, you look like your mother. You are ugly like your mother. Mama wange. My mother. Hey, you'd rather abuse me of something. Not my mother. Hey, you are still alive. So provocation helps to know the devil that is in someone. You know, Pastor, me, I would be a good, good sister. But I married a devil. It's a devil which married a devil. 
married a devil. No, that person that you married is only helping you to know what is in you. Wrath beating tables I'll kill, I'll kill someone. Because you are a murderer. And your father is the devil. The father of murderers. That's why you, you have that language of murdering. That's why you hit on the table. By the time you hit on the table, hey, by the time why you hit on the table, you would have hit someone. But you have a, that demon, a demon that impersonates Christianity. You're not yet delivered. So because you are an impersonator. So you will not beat her, you will beat the table. When you see two people like in marriage who cannot manage keeping together, staying together and one is saying the other one is too evil is because they are both evil or they are both non-converted in marriage, mubufumbo, the one or the other lives for the other. It's a scripture that has come to him, but I don't know it. It says, why doesn't the other live for the other? Why doesn't the other one accept to be wrong. Anyone who knows that scripture. Those who are in the internet. Huh? You understand? It is here. Now therefore, there is utterly a fault among you because you go to law one with another. Why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not and 
defraud and that your brother and your brother Lwacho butamala gala galiaza manyizibwanga galiaza manyizibwanga so in Christianity atembukristayo there is accepting to be wrong wabawo kukirizo kubera omuchamu and accepting to lose no kukiriza okuwangulwa but when you quarrel nebe muyomba ne muyomba ne muyomba and quarrel and quarrel ne muyomba ne muyomba until you have to come to call deacon to come and mediate okutuka ne muchifonga muino kuyito mu deacon abatabaganye has any of you accepted it? take the wrong walwono mukumwe yabado kukiriza okubera omuchamu otuluze obokuwangulwa to lose the argument okuwangulwa mumpaka let the other one win areka kalo lyawangule feel happy that he has won eh uliro awuliro funti awangude i was reading a book nali nsoma akatabo it's called generations the life of a prophet kaitwa omulembe gwobulambwa nabbi and brother branham it is said about brother branham eracyogerwa ku brother branham as they would go hunting with brethren bwagena ngokuyigana aboluganda sometimes they would reach there and do race comp- uh, horse racing competition simba tukangewe ni mateka wembirezo okusinda nangabavugira kumbarasi and brother branham always came last era brother branham bulijoye yasembanga he would allow other brothers win and then one brother realized ah brother branham oluganda munachitegena ga very experienced how come oh inobu manyirivu yetijachitia you always come last he said, if there is joy nagamba bwabanga why can't i offer it to another even in these uh, races akuleka no winning and osanyuka lets you to win and you be happy that you've won tegeza nemu argument meaning even in arguments osolokoleko mtu na osanyuka anti ye mutufu you can let someone be happy that he is right you're wrong ya winning he's the one who has won Now among you two if there is a Christian there is an extent where disagreements cannot reach you may disagree but there is an extent it cannot reach. the Christian will accept to lose he will offer ajja kulekerori victory ajja kulekerori obwanguzi to another amina he will take the blame ajja kukiriza okunenyezebwa
Now I wish I can preach this gospel for, for the whole of 2021. We are tired of rotten deeds that bring reproach to the gospel calling ourselves believers. We speak high mysteries. We are the third pool. What? Rapture. Shout to voice Trump. Body change. Rapturing faith. There is no body that will be changed when the soul in that body has not been changed. Holy Ghost baptism. How do you claim the baptism of the Holy Ghost? No wonder Jesus looked at this generation and said, you are miserable, you the are poor, wretched, you but you don't know. The of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. It's the inoculation. Sin inoculation. And it changes the life. Don't worry, I'm about to close. Let us finish this, this verse, this, this scripture we are reading. Of Galatians 5. Strive wrath. Strife. Seditions. Heresies. Envings, Obuja, Madas, Etemu, Drunkenness, Obutamivu, Reverings, Ebinumu, and such like, Nebidingabu, over which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Nsoko Kubabu, Lida Kuebu, Ngabi, when Nasoko Kubabu, Lidanti. They will never inherit. If you have anger, you will never inherit. If you do some clicks and you start despising this and that, you will never inherit. If you are you, you are seditious, you are an idolater. We have seen what idolatry is. You hate Ochawa. Drunkenness. Such a like. Sister. They find you sister. You're on YouTube. Yeah? 
music we are see worldly music baby playing now when they are played you start nodding your head ngato jawa tukamba amazing and then you come here find us singing amazing grace and you close your eyes brother bram yagamba brother bram said ntio yabera crow that one is a crow crow chinyonyo chirina obutonde bubiri a crow is a double natured bird chiwomerwa it enjoys eating rotten things and it enjoys eating fresh things you can find it eating a rotten corpse tearing it apart struggling and for it with the maggots and then you find it on fresh meat eating Now, that's why you also enjoy worldly things. And then you come to church and then you enjoy the things of God. Now, Kati. The new birth brings a mess. But it brings a new life. A plan a plant anything a seed has to rot to bring the new life out of it a seed has to die and rot to his own ideas his own life has to rot that the new life can grow out of it it's a mess but it's a glorious mess it brings new life that's what the church needs today but they are bypassing it with dogmas and so forth. To try to escape the thoughts of dying to themselves. They want to live to themselves. He that lives to himself. Lives for himself and the devil. He that denies himself shall find his life in Christ. And he will be a new creature. Praise God. They try to bypass it. The new birth is a mess. You know, when we When the prophet said it's a mess. People just look at this part of rolling. They say you see? It's a mess. Brother so Soda fell down and he rolled. He came up when he's messed up. That's not the, the, that's not the only thing. It's a mess in this way. It's a death fast. Someone, huh? Someone, seeing and accepting how wrong he is. And he repents. And he put things right. And he 
and he gets down on the knees and he stays there crying repenting dying rotting the old nature is rotting that's part of the mess and you are seeking God to fill you with the Holy Spirit a new life and you are you are committed not to quit until new life has come that's the part of the mercy and you stay there you see every seed does not germinate before the old is dead. I've ever, I've ever scratched the soil and I saw the seeds. If it is a, if it is a, if it is a Irish potato, if you find it as a germinated, and then you go down, you scratch the soil. Brother, if you meet it with a finger, the, ori the original there, it smells that terrible. It's dead. Whatever seed it is. But that is after it has germinated. The old dies first. So, that's a mess. Part of the mess is the rotting. Huh? Not just the rolling. Part of the mess is the rotting. You stay there. And you cry. And you repent. And you plead for mercy for God. You are so dedicated to the altar. You may lose weight. Your hair may lose the quality. That may, you may get mercy. Because you cannot now start. A Lord Jesus. A Lord Jesus. Papa God. You are there setting your hair, you know. That's not how they pray. You will fall here at the altar and you will pray and cry and even want to pluck off the hair and you will be like a mad person. You are pleading to God to change you. You are tired of that big nature. You are tired of that big nature. Let it die. Let it die. Let it get rotten. So that new life comes out. You mess. That's the mess. 
Last night when you held your hand that you were a you were a sinner and didn't want to die a sinner. And I called you to the platform. Turned around and walked out. What's the matter? You let certain reason. You are going to lose your job. I'd rather lose my job than to lose my life. Your wife will leave you. I'd rather lose my wife than lose my Christ. Your neighbor will, your neighbor will make fun of you. I'd rather have my neighbor make fun of me and be right with God. Amen. Do you see how the devil scares you from dying? Repent. Repent means turn around. They want to live to themselves. He that lives to himself lives for himself and the devil. Did you hear that one? You want to live to yourself. This subject that I'm teaching about some time back, there was a quote, the Bible quote, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Amen? Amen. Now I found the Holy Spirit expounding it. Someone who will be a Christian hates his life. Yes, Jesus said, I'm finishing. I know you're tired. I don't want to continue preaching to you. But I still have a lot to speak about. Amen. I want to die hitting the devil. If I bite him, let him let me bite him. If my teeth, my teeth will all fall out, let me just gum him. Now a Christian. Is someone who loses his or her life because of Christ. And Jesus said, Whoever loses his life for my sake will gain it. Whoever seeks to save his or her life will lose it. In other words, a Christian. Doesn't seek to save his or her life. Because of Christ, she would rather lose his her life. And I say, a Christian is someone that whatever he or she will receive, and it is that that God has given him. What God has not given him, he doesn't seek to receive it, doesn't seek after it. Amen. And I gave an example of Abraham. 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 
didn't have children. But he could not give himself a child that God has not given him. That was the that was the difference on Abraham. And he cried to the Lord. You say you love me, Lord. But you've not given me seed. Not given me children. Will my servant will be my heir. He could get a child. Because when Sarah deceived him. And she told him. You know, no, let's do it like this. You go and. Uh, my maid servant. She will get pregnant. And when she will She will produce on my thighs. And the child will be like mine. And I will take it to my child. And he did it. In just a second, he got Ishmael. But it didn't Abraham. Meaning Abraham. Abraham would seek for children. He didn't lack women in whom he could produce children. But she could not produce a child that God had not given him. When he does that, he would be seeking to save his life. You understand? Whoever seeks to save his life, that one will lose it. Whoever will lose his life, that one will now let's take it away from Abraham. Let's bring it in any other thing. You can seek to save yourself. And you get yourself a husband. The one that you've given yourself. That God has not given you. Because there are many. And they want to marry you. But they are not from the word of God. The word of God has not given you that man. Can the word of God give you an unbeliever? Can God give you a Pentecostal? Can he give you an Can he give you a Catholic? He can't. Our God can't give you a Catholic. No. And you are a real believer of this truth. And God gives you a Catholic. It's impossible. And he gives you a drunkard. You are the one who has given that husband. Because you are trying to save your life. You can give yourself a wife. That the Lord has not given you. It's easy. You who hasn't married yet. By the time tomorrow comes. Hey, by the time night to come, you might even have a wife for yourself. Hey, you can get one for yourself. Hey, you can get one for yourself over the night. There are many. But you're the one who has given yourself. It's not God who has given you. Why? You're seeking to save your life. That life that you're seeking to save. 
regardless of the will and the word of God that life you will lose it that life that's not life of yours and you give it whatever it wants whether God has allowed or not that life you will lose it but he that loses his life for God's sake. And Moses' parents told him, let's put him in a basket and put him on the Nile and let him go. Let us lose him. You will not carry him again. You'll, you'll gain that one. But if you keep him around, oh Moses, Moses, oh baby, you lose that one. That's a very hard formula. But it is the formula that brings eternal life. Now your life, you have to bring that life to the altar. And you place it there. And let it die. And you cry to God. And you cry to God. So that that nature dies. You're not mindful. Whatever will happen to your job, not mindful. What your wife says, you're not mindful. What your husband will say, and you're not mindful. What your children will say. And you put yourself on God's altar. And you sacrifice yourself. That life. You'll gain it. Or you'll save it. Thanks be to the Lord. So the prescription. It's not to shake hand and say creed and, and, and a thing like this. But to repent. Be baptized. Repent means to, 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 to sacrifice that life. Quit your ambitions. Your desires. Your ways. Quit them. Lay them aside. Turn away from that. Go the way of the word. Stay there. Pray. Fast. Repent. Die to your ways. Amen. Amen. Repent. Be baptized every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins. And you shall receive. The gift of the Holy Spirit. That is the prescription. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? There is plenty of balm there. Not balm. 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 There is split of toxin. It's a promise. What's the matter? It's because the people don't want to receive the prescription. They got doctors here that can write it. 
It's already wrote. Brother, sister. We shall not see the kingdom of God if we don't take the prescription. We shall not be combated if we don't take... Let us even stand on our feet. We are closing. You will not be combated. Listen, brother. The prescription that converts, it's there. You know, for me, I cannot. I just find my soul doing these things. The prescription that converts is here. The balm or the medicine that heals that sinner that is in you is here. Yes, providing. Jesus Christ provided it. Where is it? It is here. Repent. Be baptized. In the name of Jesus Christ. And stay on your knees. Until that old man is dead. Until that liar is dead. Until that lust is dead. Until that fornicator is dead. Until that cheat is dead. Until that angry, wrathful person is dead. Stay there. When he's dead, stay until the Holy Spirit comes. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And from that moment, you live a new life. Praise God. And when you say, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm born again. It is seen in you. The old nature, the old person who used to do those things is no longer there in you. He's gone. You are changed. Oh, praise God. That is what it takes. That is the prescription. The Holy Spirit is God's inoculation against sin. When He's in your life, the sin life is gone. It's dead. Brother, sister, brother, sister. That's what you need. That's what Jesus is coming for. That's what will overcome the world. That's what will reflect Christ. Amen. Amen. Do we have anyone here who wants who say I want to take that prescription? I'm tired of what I am. I'm tired of what I've been. I want that new bath. If you are here like that, can you raise your hand? 
I'm not saying a sinner who wants to accept Christ. I'm talking about you who has been a church member. Especially. Even sinners, raw sinners, yes. But especially you have been in church. You have tried to be a Christian. But the life you reflect is contrary what a believer would reflect. You know that the word of God has described you as an unconverted person. And you don't want to remain like that. You want to take God's prescription and receive the inoculation of the Holy Spirit and he vaccinates you so that he can heal you of sin raise up your hand with honesty our Holy Father I pray for them. I pray for your grace. Really, the balm is here. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sins. Please have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon everyone that has not lived a Christian life. And now they are ready, Lord God, to repent, to die out to sin, to have the life of Christ. Forgive them, Father. Fill them with your spirit. Transform and change them. Commit them to you, Lord God. They have raised their hands because they are honest. They are honest, Lord. They don't want to remain that way. They want to be changed. They are saying, Here I am, Lord. Save me. I'll be saved. Heal me. I'll be healed. Have mass upon them. I pray for them, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Can you for just a few minutes just speak to the Lord? Can you tell him your heart's conviction? Brother, sister, don't deceive yourself. Brother, sister, you know yourself better. And he knows you. You can never cheat him because he knows you. You can't cheat him. He knows you.
Singa, 